1: Uh, I, I knew there was gonna be a question about this and that's why you wasn't here. sure if I was gonna skip the pot or not. <laughs>
2: All right, what's brewing, everybody? Welcome into the Bruce and Birds Bruce Podcast, a little Memorial Day weekend special. I don't think it's actually a special. I don't know. We're gonna get there. By the time this it's gets the, out, you know what, Drew? We got a weekend the, mentality. You piece of shit. Look it's the way. We're the there. Look, I'm trying to high man. I was gonna, I was gonna call it a summer special. We're not quite there yet. Memorial Day unofficial start. So by the time this month, gets okay, out,
0: Memorial right? Day. like what?
2: This Wednesday night. I don't know. I'm probably editing this but by the time we get around <laughs> to it, it'll probably be Friday, realistically. At that point, it's the weekend. I'm going Memorial Day weekend special. Uh special in the sense that we have not much planned. And we're gonna talk a little hockey, <laughs> a little beers. So uh we'll true. Since you're you're eager to shit on the parade here. What do you got? <laughs> anything anything shit
3: good? Shit on the parade. Uh yeah, sure. Uh Speaking of shitting on the parade, get yourself a Citizen Cider. No, I'm kidding. Citizen Cider is very good. Um, you know, it's them in, like, Down East for me. Down East is, like, you know, heavier, sugary. Uh, Citizen Cider, at least this Unified Press one, which is kind of their, like, standard one that I, I see in most stores, um, relatively lighter. So, like, as far as ciders go, tasteability, I'll give it, like, a 22. Um, and drinkability, 37, for sure. Nice. Nice crisp cider, very. I recommend it. It's one of the, like I said, them and Down East, are the go tos for me.
2: Very nice. So now it's San Diego.
0: Um, a wonderful gift from my wonderful fiance here, uh, an Arizona Mucho Mango Fruit Juice Cocktail. Um, thirty seven tasteability. wonderful stuff. Uh, drinkability this has enough sugar uh
1: to tranquilize a horse Honestly, <laughs> yeah. has
0: has 118 percent of your daily recommended allowance per uh,
1: serving or per... oh for the entire can you gave some to Isabel, so yes I was has got the same thing
2: is how would you rate it how was mm-hmm. uh how's the mango thick good
1: one to 87. how good is it 35. 35. Oh, what would make it 37? A little more yeah. sugar. A little
2: more <laughs> <shorter. laughs> like, sugar. He need 120 beer. grams.
1: This yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. This is what it is. I got okay.
0: this. Yeah, this is what you're drinking.
1: I'm drinking can I feel? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's getting clipped for the Gold uh, the <laughs> Open there. That's excellent. Uh, I Someone from drinking... the
3: government is going to visit your house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> visit is a way to say. Uh, I'm drinking a Miller Lite. Drink Miller Lite, unless you're a child. <laughs> Specifically, why I
0: say
3: that. Um, <laughs> Anyone above the age of 18, drink a Miller Lite. No, I'm just K, 21. 18 overseas. Hell yeah.
2: Um, Yeah. You're listening in Quebec, uh, <laughs> well,
3: we got some people in uh Switzerland. We're 198th ranked it's hockey podcast in Switzerland, nice. yeah. Well, we were a few I'm weeks surprised ago. they ranked them
2: there. I figured they would just be neutral on all the podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yo. Uh, yeah, get it? uh, What's the drinking agent? You Switzerland humor, yeah. I don't know. Do they, do they uh, have I <laughs> Yeah, I
0: don't know. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, like, if if you're Italian,
2: nine, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of hockey, and then we're going to talk some listener questions, which I assume would involve some more hockey. Uh, elephant in the room here. I I think after it was game one or two. Room um,
0: still eliminated. Yeah.
2: I, it's ridiculous. Hell? I know. I went to turn the game on the other day, and they weren't playing. It was bullshit. Uh, no, I think after game like two of the Toronto series, Chris, he tweeted something along the lines of like, oh, it would be really funny to like see the narrative shift from like, the Bruins got fucking embarrassed by, like, a team that snuck in to, like, oh, they just ran into, like, an unstoppable force. And it's looking like they maybe just ran into an unstoppable force. I mean, this is – it's one of those things that I think over the course of, like, our own mourning period for the Bruins, we've probably had to rationalize. And it's making it a lot easier to see what Florida is doing because it's not like the Bruins just, like, had this electrifying team that got absolutely stumped by – of garbage hockey. Like what what Florida's been able to do is just frustrate in a in a, a purely hockey sense, not even just like the traditional try to, you know, body people up and hit after the whistle and cross check and all that. Just from a, a, a strategic standpoint, they've been able to frustrate now the Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, and as we're seeing the Carolina Hurricanes right now up three nothing in the series. And I think they were leading in the game last I saw here Wednesday night. So
3: I think Carolina's two one at the moment, but yeah. Still just the. A... yeah
2: what's been i know you guys before had said you haven't been watching a ton cat maybe it's different for you but what's been kind of your takeaways seeing this unfold and, and how has it i guess sort of impacted your uh view on what happened to the bruins a couple weeks ago
1: honestly uh makes me a little angry that we didn't get to see jeremy swayman um because Clearly, Alex Lyon was not doing the work. No disrespect to Alex Lyon. Uh, plenty of disrespect to Alex Lyon. Um, for the Florida Panthers. And so they ended up going with Bob. And for a guy who's been known to kind of choke up a little bit on the clutch in the playoffs, um, he's been pretty good, honestly. And he's been getting better the farther in they get, which is wildly unfair. Um, Given the fact that... After the series, we learned that maybe Elena Solmark wasn't at 100%. Um, I <laughs> that's think a generous that, way of
2: saying he was not at 100%. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm trying to be really, really diplomatic here. Uh, yep. It's really frustrating to see pretty much every other team that's that made it out of the first round um, has been willing to be flexible with their goaltending. We've seen uh, – I know the Coyotes uh, – Beat reporter Craig Morgan was tweeting out that there was a battle of former Coyotes backups uh, in the Western Conference last night between uh, Scott Wedgwood and Eden Hill, which are not starters for (laughs) either of their teams. Um, And the fact that the Bruins really weren't willing to, I don't know, see what happens if they throw their other Vezina-caliber goaltender in there for a game, just to see what happens, Uh, it's a little frustrating to me.
0: yeah, a little reminder, Jeremy Swayman finished fourth in the league in save percentage among qualifying <laughs> goalies.
1: And when Lena Solmark was not playing at his best, because I don't think he was, I think he looked, uh, not saying that he was the, the singular player that lost them the first round, but I certainly don't think that he was the difference maker for them. And especially the last, the back half of that series, uh, it's a little frustrating, and every time I see, like, a really good save made by a guy who came in in relief, most notably Sergei Bobrovsky, who's been, you know, really, they, they yeah. let him cook. Um, <laughs> yeah. It makes me a little little bitter that we didn't get to see some strategic goaltending deployment from the Bruins, because I think they'd still be doing pretty well if they'd gotten to do that. And that's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
2: yeah. It is tough. It's like, uh, and I mean, hindsight, 2020, 20, all that, but, like... With the benefit of hindsight, the Bruins like broke the points record this year by playing a pretty modern brand of hockey and adapting to a lot of, I would say, new school thought as far as they got away from what has been very traditionally big, bad Bruins hockey. started playing a much faster game, I think, a much more offensively minded game, much more five-player offense, and we saw a pretty close to goalie 50-50 split, and then they got around to the playoffs, and I think everybody like was... You know, I guess, you know, Jim Montgomery especially probably was tighten. you know, doing the coach equivalent of holding a stick a little too tight. And all of a sudden when the game starts to matter a little bit more, I think it's, it's a hesitancy to revert back to what you traditionally know to be playoff hockey. That was an area of, right, is, oh, you go with one goal in the playoffs. That's what you do because it's what you do, right? Like, we don't really know if that's like you know what I mean they also didn't wear fucking masks for however many years because that's what you did right like doesn't mean it was a good idea necessarily so I you know what I mean again with the with the benefit of of hindsight it is interesting to, to just kind of point out the difference of like the Bruins kind of got away from what did them well throughout the course of the regular season I think on the ice people noticed that with kind of how they were playing and I think that was probably had a lot to do with Florida to be fair but from a goaltending perspective, that's the same thing. I mean, they, they succeeded this year balancing between the two of those guys, and especially with the injury, it is interesting to see that at least play a role in their downfall. But I do want to talk a little bit of Florida here because it has been really impressive, unless we have more Bruins sports. Before, before
0: there. you transition there, I was yeah. going to say, uh, along those lines, uh, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about the fact that Hampus Lindholm does. Oh, yes. Yeah. Interview with a, I think a Swedish newspaper or something along those lines. It's always how
1: we get the good stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he was actually playing with a broken foot, mm-hmm. uh, and like, fine, I guess that's what happens in playoff hockey. At a, you couldn't argue about whether it should or shouldn't happen. I would argue it shouldn't. Um, that makes the decision to healthy scratch Matt Grizzlick for a few games even more vexing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had, you know, the uh, Hampus Lindholm clearly not playing particularly well, clearly not at 100 um, percent. Kind of kind of makes you call into question some of the coaching moves there.
3: Yeah. I, <clears throat> you know, we've talked about how the stars were sort of aligning and everyone was just outperforming expectations. And that's kind of what made the season magical they like along those lines, even though Lindholm was like having an unreal season. I take a healthy Grizzly over uh, an injured in Lindholm when it's that serious of an injury. I take a healthy Swayman over an injured Olmark when it's that serious of an injury. Um, like these, like forcing the, or I, w- I should say forcing because these players like want to play through these injuries. I would, they wouldn't if they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but. From the coaching standpoint, it's like it's not like you have this def- the seventh defenseman that you really don't trust or anything like that. Like everyone is performing well. Like just stick with the healthy players, give those guys a rest, especially in the situation they're in, up three one. Yeah, give them a game to rest. Like you're feeling like confident enough, I can put this to bed. Like play the healthy players, and I think the healthy players get that series done. That win that last game out of the. Out of the what it was uh they lost three straight. Yeah. So yeah, one out of the three. I think a healthy Bruins team with like, you know, those injured stars out, like uh could still do it.
1: That's what really game. looking at the the last podcast that I got to sit in on with a uh, Matt Porter, um, when he and I were theorizing whether or not you should roll with the the same goalie or you should give Swayman one. And his point that they were rolling at that point. They were, I think they were up either up three to one, or they were, it was like the day before they won that third game. And he said, if they're that far ahead, why not give Mark a break? And at that point, I think that makes it even a little more egregious that they didn't give him, because at best you give him a rest and it worst you're taking I mean you're taking him out for an injury and putting in your healthy goaltender and at worst Swayman plays poorly and you lose the game you go back to Ulmark which is what they essentially bypassed giving Swayman the chance to really play that game effectively or Matt Grizzlick right. as well. I mean you put them in for a game when not that it's an inconsequential game because in the playoffs they all count but when you're up three to one you put in the healthy guys and see if they can hold their own or if they're going to choke in the playoffs. And worst case, they have lost you one game and you put back in the experienced guys and coast to your fourth win. Uh, the best case, they, they give your injured guys a little bit of a break and get their feet wet in the playoffs too, which they didn't get to do because they didn't end up playing beyond the first round, which is...
0: They'll be really well rested for next season. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. they
0: playing the Everyone should be good to go to start next season. Uh, yeah, awesome. you know what? You know what's going to happen is Krejci and
3: Bergeron are going to be like, ah, one more go, and they're going to have like a season where they're like sixth in the East and come in as the sixth seed and and then win <laughs> the cup like that because that's the way you you do it. Like it's never that's the playbook. It, it's like
2: in, in so that's, many sports you see the majority
3: screen. of the. In so many sports, you see the majority of the time, like vast majority of the time, it's like the one or two seed that does it. And in hockey, it's basically it's a toss up once you get to the playoffs. <laughs> with everything that it could occur. Uh, but well, again,
2: I think it just goes to like I was talking with Lauren about this earlier, but it just goes to show you how much this sport is reliant on momentum. Like, yeah, the Bruins had so much momentum all season, and even through that first, like <laughs> probably easy to forget that they won that first game where up one nothing in... Like, obviously, you're going to think about the 3-1, but, like, they had all the momentum, and look how quickly it shifted. Like, we talked about that as the series happening, too. Like, as soon as they didn't win that 3-1 game, like, I, you know what I mean? It, it felt very, very different. And, like, ever since that first game, like, look at how quickly it changed for Florida. They were down and out, and... McKuchuk was doing his whole like, oh, we were supposed to get swept, right? We won a game, that's a good thing, and then they won one game, and all of a sudden they have momentum, and they've held on to it since then. So it's it goes to show you, you know, as stupid as the sport is, <laughs> there's some things that matter, and momentum is probably more important than anything. A la hot goalie in the in the playoffs.
3: I've brought this up before, like. uh like I think, last episode, um but when we've done like predictions and stuff uh, ahead of seasons in the past, it's out there. It's on the record, Lancy find it to back me up i've I've like called like Florida as a team that's like gonna be a contender and like make it deep in the playoffs. Like when they had Bobrovsky, and Bobrovsky was on his A game notoriously. Then suddenly he's found it again. Obviously, we were also um, in Detroit though. So yeah, and we were in Detroit too. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like this year, like I didn't think really anything of Florida, and then here, here you are. I was this. Um, I think this sold the center,
2: uh going into the playoffs. He said I would rather play the Islanders than Florida. I think I will have that on the record. But that's
0: it. <laughs> well, we <laughs> want Florida, baby. I- I think I'm on the record saying it doesn't matter who the Bruins play. They're going to win in five. <laughs> yeah,
2: no. I think I'm probably also on the record with that. So, they almost
3: dead, Chris.
2: They that almost did. Right,
3: but you know what you can almost do is you can almost light the lamp during the hockey playoffs. Not sponsored by any official league, just the hockey playoffs. With DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and feel
2: Ah,
3: and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Mention available lines and wads from the DraftKings Sportsbook app for upcoming games. Please do not provide betting advice on how audience should wager. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 of bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org in New York call 877-8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY aka 467-369 in Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for offer details see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling
0: resources good job drew really Really interesting interesting
3: stuff there at the end yeah thanks i hate i hate i hate that anyone got anything on raycon do we have a oh you know what unless cam's got it right now i'll just do a a little dupe special
2: (laughs) a little (laughs) dupe 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 shmoop
3: hey hey everyone out there you know, let's, let's face it. Let's face the music with coffee starting at $5. Yes, even without any customizations. That's why I go to Dunkin' Donuts. And our bank accounts somehow always depleting. We are officially entering a dupe session. Session. Wah, 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 wah. session. session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price chris don't you love the highest quality at the best price
0: yeah i actually like i needed to hear that because usually i go for the lowest quality at the highest price and mm. i feel like i've been duped
3: you yeah you're getting duped Ooh, you're getting duped over here one dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is this guy and also, Raycon, with one dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon
0: wireless earbuds. That's at the end,
3: <laughs> Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare. Still pay less than you would with some of those other guys. More big-name tech brands out there. Yeah. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer $2 of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping.
0: And they have a big economy.
3: Bunch of five star reviews, three custom sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, all that stuff. Just go to buyraycon.com slash DHPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off, bro. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Oh, and now I'm the uh, host of the listener. I can take this, can, can this, this view. I
2: know you just for a while. Uh, I have sold my soul to capitalism. Now. Yeah, we're going to do some non duped listener questions. These are authentic 120% listener questions. AI
3: generated.
2: Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> we should start AI We should do AI. that. We should start doing <laughs> our own that. questions. We don't get enough. We, just do even do like the, we should start having like deep faked uh, like guests on here when they do like the voice AI thing. Like, know, we should get like a like a like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> It's going to be terrible. Um, what's this? Oh, beauty, yeah, by 15 days. It's
1: pretty good. Nobody even paid attention in my 294 days. That's fine. What oh, is
3: that? Is this coming up? What's oh, just street? a little Duolingo? Drew, you should Duolingo. Uh, I
0: should do that. I've been
3: you wanting to Lingo speak Spanish you. and Italian and Swedish and
0: all these languages. You can learn them all. There's no free ads, but uh, can't believe it. We even friends on this thing. i didn't, I didn't know you right doing. now.
2: I, I kind of figured. I honestly, I've, I'm thinking about you guys when I when I'm doing it because I'm like, next time I come out to the Southwest, I want to be able to interact with some locals and and Espanol. But anyway, we're gonna do some some listener questions in the meantime. First one's comment from our buddy Sean. Question number one: If the Coyotes relocate, oh, bad timing for this one. <laughs> Where do you want them to go, and would they still be the Coyotes? I like that part more. Would you keep the coyotes? I guess it's probably dependent on where they go, but no, uh, if, if it would happen, sorry, cat, where would you like the coyotes to go? And do they keep their coyotes' name?
1: Tamesa Scottsdale,
0: true.
3: Um. Tempe, <laughs> no as my friend lived in Tempe, and now they're going i don't know i think they probably voted against it i don't probably know um, did. it sounds like they didn't <laughs> la- want it they didn't want it uh but i i really like i don't know like quebec would be cool but i really don't think that's gonna happen no. it's gonna be in another american market and quebec we'll probably it will popular, be yeah It'll be a team that would be in the west, it would probably be southern still. Um, it'd be cool if it was like Utah, you could keep Coyotes or like That's switch it to, but it's not going to be Moving Utah. It from it's one of your not most be, diverse yeah.
0: fan bases to a to place. Whitest
3: this
2: oh, no, no, no. Right. I, was, I was just
3: saying, in terms of the Coyote name, like if, if it was in the region somehow, but the region's getting a little crowded. You got Vegas near there, there. you got, I don't know, I think. So the only tough. place it
1: can't go is Houston.
3: Like I god, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Let's go. I made a team in NHL 23, the Portland Pirates baby. Uh, Let's go.
0: Portland,
3: Maine. I'm gonna go with that. Um, well, actually, NH the Shell doesn't have rights to the cities, so it just says Portland and it's assumed it's Oregon, but you know, Portland, to. Maine here yeah it doesn't say specifically portland oregon it just says portland Uh, it's weird but uh yeah so i I, portland oregon would be cool i really can't think of any others right now it would be cool to stick in arizona though
0: i'm i'm with uh our buddy spoke z who uh in his shell created another team in boston and called them the Bruins.
1: <laughs> the Second Boston team. Move the
0: Coyotes to Boston to call them the Bruins. <laughs> um, could have a second LA team.
1: Oh God, that's that's Anaheim.
3: Yeah, what the? Heck? Oh yeah. wait, you're right. I always I always forget that. Whenever there's like an Anaheim, I that's always get forget you. that's LA.
0: That's um, Anaheim. Anaheim's not really LA, but San it Diego. Is, it's, so so close, it's
1: so close it's, to LA yeah. that like it is not worth having another like, San yeah.
0: Diego and Cam
3: and I will live in your home for like weeks at a time. Just watch hockey games.
0: I mean, San Diego does have a surprising hockey fan base just because there's a lot of transplants here, but it'd be a lot of the same things that you see in.
1: Like a lot of the Vegas. same complaints you see from people about the coyotes yeah which is same thing. that when teams come through the the people that have moved there uh cheer for their the hometown team i don't know they're every time i look at the odds it looks like they bring up houston um mm-hmm. the nhl very openly said that they would not work with the toyota center um and the owner of the Rockets right now um, does not have the money to buy the team, um, which is... Neither
0: do I, so...
1: Yeah, we're, we're on the same page there. Um, besides, Houston's going to be underwater in, like, 15 years anyway. It's a, it's a dumb city that shouldn't exist. Um,
0: I, I also can't imagine, like... I know that they do it in other places with humidity and hot weather, but, like...
1: I mean, if they can do it... In outer Miami, they can certainly do it in Houston, but they did it. Their AHL team sold out every year. Oh,
0: man, I understand it can be done, but like, I mean, like in the same arena as a basketball team, like I know you were just saying that they they weren't going to do that, but like Miami plays in a different place that Florida does, obviously.
1: I mean, they did it for years with, uh, with the Arrows, and that was a really successful team before they got priced out and sold, um, which was like a really fun, scandalous thing. Um, If any listeners get bored and want to look up uh, the push for an owner in Houston to buy the Oilers, um, they almost got moved to Houston back in the 90s, um, which was kind of fun. But no, I know that the NHL is big on TV markets and really outside of Houston and Phoenix, those are two of the biggest TV markets in the country. So those are really the only two places that I think they'd put them, um, which is either keeping it in Phoenix, which is the easy option, or moving it to Houston, which would be a little bit more complicated because there isn't the infrastructure there yet. Um, And I would argue there never should be. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's messy. It's disappointing. I saw the vote and found that to be wildly disappointing for the city of Tempe because that's real shitty on their part. Um, but there are plenty of areas in East, in the East Valley that could support having an arena. Um, just a matter of which one's willing to, to walk through a proposal and do it. Um, and every time I think about it, I laugh at the city of Glendale because they, they did that to themselves. <laughs> that was entirely the city of Glendale, just like punishing themselves on that. So I I personally like watching them play at the collegiate arena because those games looked like fun. Like the team had fun playing there. The fans had fun watching them play there. It seems like everyone who got to go to those games said it was just like an absolute banger of a time. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's messy. It's stupid. Um, Matthias Michelli didn't make it into the finalists for the Calder this year, so... I'm boycotting the NHL altogether. Yep,
3: because that's bias. I, I was I was looking up just to see like potential cities that were large and didn't have a hockey team. So obviously Houston's one, but Phoenix I just realized has like one of the largest cities in the country. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's huge. I didn't realize like population is like,
0: ever increasing.
3: Like I knew it was like well over a million, but I didn't it's realize it's stacked up. Wait, no, million. Million. wait 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 wait! You're like the city of it's phoenix because the, like like the, the, area. Area. the city of phoenix itself is over a million itself like it's yeah, 1.5 but- million or something but the great like which ranks itself as like top five in the u.s but given the greater area like that's crazy you know um you would think play, that yeah. a hockey like, even if it's not the most popular sport in the area, like, a hockey team could take off and get that support and be like, yeah, we want this. We want this arena, whatever. But they it seems truly, like everyone's, like, not my support. backyard kind of mentality.
1: They truly had the support back when they were downtown. And they had the support when they were successful in Glendale. But the the road infrastructure there, which is, like, another argument entirely like getting from the east side of phoenix to the west at rush hour because so many people live on the west side when most of the businesses are on the east so getting back out there uh which for a football team sure you can do that once a week once every other week for on a, four months usually but,
0: on a non-work yeah day. usually on a
1: weekend but on like tuesday and thursday nights for a 7 p.m puck drop to make it out there in time was mm-hmm. like legitimately hard to do. Uh, like most of the beat reporters who would show up would have to leave their house at like 3 p.m. to make sure that they were able to get, like bypass the traffic and get parking. So
3: yeah. it's, it's
1: unsustainable for most fans. So when, having it on the east side of town, even if fans live on the west side, that makes it easy to get, because you're going against the floor. Reverse,
3: flow reverse commute. Yeah. When uh, Julie and I, when Julie and I were in Arizona and we went to uh, um, a Diamondbacks game, it was the same night as a Suns game, and it was crazy down there. Like it was because they're right in the same area. I didn't realize, like thinking I was like, oh, maybe like why isn't it like in Phoenix? Like why can't they make that worry? I'm realizing that would be hell. Like the Phoenix. <laughs> If Arizona's playing, uh, the Diamondbacks are playing, you have the Suns and the Coyotes in the playoffs. That is a cluster. Yeah. <laughs> I realize There's we're no not studying but... So
1: you can't, like, have the option to... And that was really what kind of killed it in Glendale, is initially they were supposed to build the light rail out there from downtown, which would make it easy for people to just hop public transit and head to the game. And the city of Glendale, like, the population voted yes. And then the mayor shot it down like the mayor oh. it and canceled it uh he's the he's the satanic santa claus that we saw in all those videos of the the city of glendale meetings so um yeah, yeah right. that that i think kind of killed it so isabel's currently telling us about invitations for something isabel don't why, why don't going you tell on. us what's going on
0: what's, what's going happening so um if we Give any cards to like Miss Ashley
3: or Emma's mom or Rosalie's mom or Leah's mom. We can give them one of these. I I can write in a note here, stamp there, same stamp these, and then I can just give them these cards that were made out of a
1: platform and stickers, and I put all these stickers on. Oh wow! Very that
0: cool. is so cool. Thank so you. So many stickers. So many stickers. I love that.
1: You guys can look at that.
0: Absolutely, I am looking at it right now. Um, I, I can't believe this question has prompted all of
1: this. Yeah, this is yeah. Good stuff. Um, I I knew there was going to be a question about this, and that's why you're not sure if I was going to skip the pot or not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't know there was going to be a question. Uh,
2: alternatively, that. separately from the Coyotes, Sean's second question: If you could choose the NHL's next expansion teams, where would you put them? I would assume it's not going to be Houston Cat.
1: or uh, What would again. you
2: name them? Maybe the Houston Title Waves. Yeah, and Rain. <laughs>
0: Nice Portland, Pro- Portland Pirates. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I would go right back and put a team in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. times mm. Char-
1: a, yeah. a charm, man.
0: I want to do it.
2: No, I would do it too. I think it's a great idea. I really do. I know it sounds funny, but like, no, absolutely
3: What's do it. Let's the, the, uh Atlanta. City. It's a sports crazy city. Let's like,
2: do it. Animal.
1: Why not? I don't know. They had the flames. <laughs> I mean, they had...
2: The, the Thrashers. Threshers. Will well, you bring them back as the Flaming Thrashers? Be...
3: Make make the them thrashers. Georgia, the Flaming Thrashers, the, 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 the Atlanta Bulldogs. <laughs> we, uh, like, Georgia's I mean, official state animal is white-tailed like,
0: deer. There's a lot of sociopolitical like garbage about why the other teams didn't necessarily work and like where they tried or where they're trying to put arenas and things like that. And um, I think you know, trying to cater mostly to a white audience in a city that has, like, a huge non-white population. Uh, some real problems with how they're marketing, how they've been marketing that, and um, I think maybe with a different direction could be really good for the league.
1: I think, I think the league the needs league. to show it that it's capable of handling it before it can do that. Like Correct. I think the league needs to earn that right. I'm
0: also not saying the next expansion team should be this year <laughs> that's better i also what?
1: think like that probably has a lot
2: more to do with the ownership group than with the league as a whole right like if you get the right owner i'm thinking like seattle for example what we've seen like granted very different circumstances right but like they've carved out a very specific identity as an organization beyond what they do on the ice and i think if you have the right owner with the right approach in atlanta or something like or you know another city that's similar you could make
0: yeah that and work. we'll say so you- Snoop Dogg's group gets the gets the job in uh Ottawa. Like I'm absolutely rooting for that to happen. Yeah, that'd be Um, awesome. He's he's already put out a couple of statements where I was like, okay, yeah, I do that. Is he a
1: part of the group with Ryan Reynolds? No, no, no.
0: They're (laughs) they're competing. No, they already out competed Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds (laughs) team has dropped out. So it's like Snoop Dogg versus another. Uh, What do you guys think? Snoop (laughs) Dogg versus the
2: world. I've seen oh. Kansas City thrown around a little bit. I know Mahomes was tweeting about
0: it. I don't
3: think we
2: need another.
0: Discounts? I don't think we need another Missouri hockey team. I think, yeah. I think we
3: yeah, should yeah. just do everything based on what Patrick Mahomes like, says.
2: Quebec, um, Quebec, could uh, be interesting. Uh, uh, I mean, uh,
3: jo- the, awesome by the way, the that. Georgia State Bird is a brown thrasher, so I think that's where they got the thrasher, I, baby, I, which would that be, that would be
2: awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I didn't realize that. that is in Wisconsin. I think we need something in Wisconsin. Yeah,
2: I actually just saw a tweet that a guy was like, "Oh, some good cities would be like Kansas City. You're like Kansas City and Wisconsin would both be good cities." And I was like, "Wisconsin is not a city, but um, yeah, no, I think uh, like Madison or yeah, not probably like Green Bay." But uh,
0: I, I would love to see one in Milwaukee, just because like that that kind of geographic. I would love to see a team that's... take. Uh, fans away from Chicago. Chicago
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Madison uh, could do that too. I was going to suggest. I was, was going yeah. to suggest. You got you got North Dakota, they okay. got some good hockeyness. You got South, got South Dakota, they got some good hockeyness. You put one right on the border, literally <laughs> like half the rink is in North, half the rink it's is okay. in South, and you call them the Dakota Fannings. The
2: Dakota North South.
3: The <laughs> Dakota Fannings.
1: Good.
2: No. Um we gotta rip through the rest of these questions here. <laughs> yeah, <we do. laughs> so we're getting, yeah I gotta boring.
3: I gotta cook dinner. Soon. <laughs> uh John O
2: asks, this is a heinous question, first of all. John O asks, do you want Crazy back? Yes. Yes. Obviously we want Crazy back. Upon this rock, we shall build our church again. Uh if he leaves, who is to see? I think that depends on whether Bergeron's runs mm-hmm. back. If if he is, then it's Pablo Zaka right? Are we mm-hmm. thinking? And then, if he's not, Charlie Coyle,
1: I guess? Yeah. Pavel Zaka's the 1C. Weirdly
2: enough,
0: the the whole, like, put Charlie Coyle in the 1C and leave Zaka in the 2C. Uh, de facto 2C. I think that Coyle line becomes the second line if you put yeah. him there, but that, that arrangement worked pretty well.
2: So like if,
0: if both of those guys are gone, then sure, do that.
2: Probably Um, your best bet. You're not
0: winning the Stanley Cup. At least one of the two of Bergeron and Krejci would come back.
2: That would be nice. Uh, Will anyone take Taylor Hall at six mil a year? Um. I would
1: argue the Bruins shouldn't have taken Taylor Hall at six mil a year. But what can I say? I only made that assertion back at the beginning. He just had
0: an absolutely fantastic playoff. And if we know one thing about NHL GMs is that they're – Extremely short-sighted and very, very dumb. Um, and
2: very uh, excited, I'll say, about playoff performances in particular matter yeah.
1: very much. So. <laughs> so, so maybe, I mean... Yeah, but he still hasn't made it out of, what, the first round?
0: Not, not at his own fault. But, um, I true, like but him. that's
1: always a knock against him, right? Was He was not a not a playoff guy. He, couldn't bring the Oilers to the playoffs Is he really as good as we thought he think, was. So, I don't I know. Think, I don't know. I,
3: I think six mil's good for him. <clears throat> like, fair. I don't know. I think that's a good price tag. Like, he's a top six winger. If he fits in on your second line, like, that's a really good price if you have a star on that wing. Which, uh, Bruins have a guy named Brad Marchand at the moment that, that's there, so... Um, I think that's, a, I, as the cap, uh, you yeah, know, I hope continues, like, goes on to rise again someday. You would hope. Maybe. Maybe. That would be cool. Um, that would be cool. And, you know, goes up by a couple million. I mean, that looks even better, right? So, I, I think that's I think that's good. I like I like the Taylor Hall. Also, yes, Krejci. I like Krejci. I'd like him on the team. What kind of fucking question is that? JK, love you. Thanks for supporting the pod. Uh, Hi, Z, Sorry, Azzy.
0: Well,
3: question not is Drew. not a question.
2: It's just a response. Drew is tweeting out a play on uh, I Am the Walrus, and a guy named Walrus73 responded, You are not the Walrus. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> Which I gotta respect because I, I mean, he does have the name graded with a Z
0: locked in already.
2: At that's first good, I actually I gotta say deal. at first I thought this guy was just going around searching walrus on Twitter and like like chirping people out for not being the walrus but I clicked and it actually he does have Bruins Red Sox Vikings 76ers in it his it is Twitter bio.
0: Incredible
3: uh, just... and he
2: apparently works in news, it looks like he works in master control. Apparently.
3: Give One that man gold, a give that man a follow or woman. Is it a it, it doesn't matter? Just give him a follow, that Twitter a user.
0: <laughs> that,
2: Twitter yeah, user. that denim based Twitter user. Shout out to Walrus. Uh, I, think, to you. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, oh, no, sorry. But... Wait, no, we got one from the rip. Yeah. Uh, last two, two questions, the... two part. Part one, what's the worst summer job you've ever had? And what would be the best summer job outside of beer tester? Although that is the right answer. Thanks. We agree. Uh, worst job you've ever had and ideal summer job. Toss it over to you, Drew. Um, that I had? Um...
3: So I worked, here's just my summer job so you can decide. I worked at a pizza shop and stuff and take out. That was all right. I did, I worked at a, like a nursing home, old age home in the kitchen. Um, and that was kind of my high school job, but it was also in the summer or like middle school, high school. And then one year I worked at uh, this farm stand and garden center. And I think this one was the worst because I was trying to do it part time before going to college and then they basically worked me like thirty-eight hours to keep me under the forty to give me like all the benefits and a raise and everything. So I quit I wound up quitting. Like I was thinking like okay I can hold this through September and you know, but I was like, this is like bullshit. Like either put put me on full time or don't. Like I was been requesting 20, 25 hours, you know? Um and so that that was probably it, 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 it get up at five AM and uh you know work till three and you're outside the whole time and it's nice it's good exercise you're physical putting up plants and stuff and moving crap around but holy hell uh, that was <laughs> it wasn't uh it wasn't great from a inside experience i suppose uh best summer job uh playing playoff hockey
2: what <laughs> oh i guess yeah okay <laughs> right. yeah, I thought that you had as well still. No 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 the it
3: was what would be the best ever. Yeah. Uh all
2: right. What I'm was
3: just... the worst that you had? We could do reverse. What's the worst <laughs> uh, you can imagine? Then, then, then.
2: Uh my worst I don't know. I don't think I had too many bad ones. Um <laughs> Cam's my... never
3: worked a day in his life.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, <So sad. laughs> no, my mom was, like, a school administrator at, like, a little private school in upstate New York, so I worked at, like, the school lot in the summer and did, like, you know, summer care and all that stuff, or just, like, cleaned all the classrooms. We would go through and do all of that, like, throughout the summer. We had to deep clean all the classrooms once, like, which honestly wasn't bad. It was just, like, me. Usually my buddy from down the road would come help me, so we would just, like, vacuum together and something. was fine. It wasn't, like, exhilarating by any means, but... Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've had any like bad, bad summer jobs though. Traditionally, best summer job. I don't know. I feel like it'd be cool to work at like a golf course, but um, I do have some friends who like did work at golf courses and had less than great experiences. Especially, yeah. Let me tell you,
0: Pam. <laughs> My worst summer job.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel like it would be cool to like if you could work at a cool golf course and be selective <laughs> and hopefully not have any creepy old men there as well, because that was usually the issue that I had heard from friends who had. Had similar experiences there. I don't know if that's also your experience, Chris. But
0: it's it's crawling with them. Yes. No, it it wasn't that bad. I, I don't think
2: I've ever had a bad summer job. Oh, mine was definitely my unpaid internship at the news station. That was that was going to be
1: mine. Like that's unpaid...
2: garbage. Unpaid internships are shit. That's, that's yeah.
3: not a job. Sorry. That's community service. Yeah, that was no
1: because I've done community service over <laughs> yeah. this summer and I enjoyed
3: that. Have I... you ever done yeah. required community? <laughs> Shout I out to Sinclair Broadcast I Group.
2: I should I not have. be surprised my if they weren't paying well.
0: their interns. But anyway, curious. That's why I love the YMCA. <laughs> um, yeah, my my summer jobs were I worked at a golf course, like doing like range picking like the guy that people target that
2: that seems awesome Uh, i would love that it's got to be exhilarating it's
0: awesome until you get hit and then it's the scariest thing in the world yeah um and then like the part that i i didn't enjoy as much was uh like cleaning all the like beer and like empty beer things and all the like half-eaten hot dogs out of the carts and then washing the carts down um but like as far as summer jobs go that's like pretty mild. Um the other ones I had it was hey, a, it was a an interior painter. Um I did some copy editing uh and then I had like a an internship at an engineering firm that did like periscopes for the navy, but I was a uh was an environmental health and safety engineering intern. I had to do a lot of like air testing and
1: that one sounds paid. <laughs>
0: Fucking astronaut. It sounds, yeah.
2: They didn't pay me. I like, was like writing stuff for producers and they didn't pay me for that. <laughs> 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 to be fair, they were barely paying the producers to do it either. So <laughs> why would they pay me? <laughs> what do
3: I do? Hey, speaking of producers, shout to the writer's strike. Yeah. Keep going, pay them. We're going to make a difference this podcast and how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, Knowing us, it will, like, have come to a close by the time <laughs> yeah, we put
2: <sure>. it. <laughs> uh Kat, anything you'd like to share?
1: Um, so I usually worked, uh, like, through high school and college, I bartended and worked as a server. Um, that's all, like, that was all pretty fine. Uh, one restaurant I worked for, the first one I worked for over a summer. Uh, the owner was pretty racist um, and pretty bigoted. Uh, and he put me working as the dishwasher as a 16 year old girl. And so I had to close and I would the be by myself. Model. Yeah, I'd have to like go and close. Um, yeah. And my dad would have to come and pick me up at like 11 p.m. after everyone else had already left. Um, so that kind of sucked. Um, That's
2: tough, yeah.
1: I also worked an unpaid internship one summer for a fashion magazine in New York City, which the bad part was that it was unpaid. The cool part was that I got to visit a lot of the fashion houses on Fifth Ave and got to pick up sample clothes for a lot of the photo shoots that the magazine did and carry them around the city, which was Hard work, but fun, because I got to see lots of cool stuff. Were you basically
0: um, from the Devil Wears Prada? Uh, yeah, really but
1: great. not nearly as stressed as she was, because I'd be given <laughs> a list of places I had to visit at the beginning of the day, and as long as I hit them all by the end of the day and dropped them off at the, the editor's apartment in Brooklyn by the end of the day, like I was good. Um, and I just like had a key and was able to drop the stuff off and got all of my... Like subway fare paid for so I got to bring it all on the subway with me um I'd say maybe the worst summer job I had was covering the draft for the athletic because they didn't pay me
0: that's pretty we'll
1: yeah. that uh, No, I usually get pretty fun summer jobs I worked as a swim coach that was fun got to be in the water being my uh, editor
2: wasn't
1: the worst, that's
2: good. <laughs> what? So being my editor wasn't the worst, that's good. That yeah, was that was
1: good. fun. It was that was pretty easy. It was actually
2: uh, the best one. That was the
1: best one of look all what well, <laughs> well,
3: look, no, no look at what that is
1: brought. That was the best one. Yeah. That was the, the
3: best right. one I worked, a,
1: obviously. I also got to work for my pediatrician for a summer. Um... For your interview. personal pediatrician yeah like my pediatrician offered me a job working as her receptionist um so i got to like schedule appointments and call people about them and take people's insurance cards and that's where i got the bulk of my like conversational spanish-speaking experience was working with spanish-speaking patients parents um and that was pretty fun. That was a pretty easy job. I got to wear scrubs to work every day, which was glorified pajamas, and got to sit down for eight hours a day. And when I graduated high school, they gave me a nice fat bonus check as my graduation gift. So that was probably my Sweet. best summer job. I don't think yeah. that one gets stopped.
2: Shouts, shouts to them.
1: Yeah, shouts to Dr. Rahman. She, she rocked
2: uh i think that's all the questions we got isabel's Usually,
0: is currently, currently eating her second apple as in protest of me not having cooked dinner yet so <laughs> yeah. uh
2: isabel you can get back to us in like you know 10 15 years let us know what your worst and best summer job was just it, it.
0: She just growled at me <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's all in right, well, to if we don't now. hear from
2: chris and can again we know he's responsible uh yeah, good luck over there. Uh and uh go Vegas. Go Vegas. Whoa. Whoa. Go